Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you all are well and I hope you enjoyed last two episodes. Just to recap, in these episodes, we are discussing a step-by-step full mouth reconstruction protocol for direct adhesive full mouth reconstruction cases. And I'm discussing appointment by appointment what I do to treat my direct adhesive cases. And again, I have all emphasized it a lot of time and uh, I still feel not enough that this these steps which is step number one treatment planning step number two anterior buildups and step number three posterior buildups and maintenance is for direct adhesive full mouth reconstruction for indirect reconstruction step one is the same however step two three four five are different and we will discuss in future episodes my technique of doing indirect full mouth reconstruction. However, I truly believe that if you are just starting with full mouth reconstruction journey, then you do need to have few cases under your belt before you start doing any indirect full mouth reconstruction. Because if you do direct full mouth reconstruction, it's much easier to manage any occlusal issues, um, any chipping, any fracture without um, having a lot of issues. So that's why we are discussing step-by-step approach of direct full mouth reconstruction. So far, we discussed appointment number one, which is full mouth assessment and treatment planning. In this appointment, you are really assessing what patient's goal, your goals. Um, You are doing clinical assessment, radiographic assessment, tooth-by-tooth prognosis, and you're just getting a general picture as to what you uh, need to achieve and what patient would like to do. And you are creating some sort of a provisional treatment plan. You are also assessing whether you are going to conform or reorganize this approach. And we we discussed that you are, you know, by default, if you're doing full mouth reconstruction and raising OVD, you are going to reorganize a patient's dentition. In appointment two, you are then going to take records. You are going to take a Facebook records and CR record using either Lucia Jake or or leave cage. We discussed that you need to make sure that you increase uh, appropriate OVD using your almost um, guesswork or you can do a, a composite mock-up to assess how much OVD you need to raise and try and record your CR record into the same at the same OVD so that you don't have to open and close pin in the articulator. Obviously, it's, it's, it's not that you cannot do that. You can open and co- close um, articulator pin, but the more changes you do in OVD in articulator, the their final restoration may not be as accurate because you need to understand that we are using semi-adjustable articulator at the most. We are also using arbitrary face post, so our mounting is not going to be 100% precise as what patient has in their mouth. So the less adjustment we do, better it is in the sense that once we mounted model, we don't want to close or open the pin too much. Of course, slight opening or closing is acceptable. So in step number two, appointment number two, you are going to um, take impressions, Facebook record and do the mounting. Appointment number three, you are going to do a mock-up. Now, once you are doing mock-up, you are assessing a few things. You're assessing aesthetics, fanestic, shade, and you're also assessing occlusion, which is very important if you're going to take indices. 
Because if the occlusion is not correct in your mock-up, that means there is some issue. That means that you have um, issue with um, your mounting or models or somewhere there is an issue and that's why your occlusion is not correct. Now, you need to then decide whether the occlusion is way off or whether you can adjust it and make the occlusion all right. If you can adjust and make the occlusion acceptable, then you adjust it, make it acceptable, and then you take impressions. And you can use that models to make your duplicates, uh, to make your indices for your buildups. Once you've done the mock-up, you are going to go for appointment number four, which is around one to two weeks later, where you're going to assess mock-up for any chipping, any fracture, any TMJ pain, any muscle pain, to see how patient is getting used to with that mock-up. So make sure that patient's happy and patient's getting used to with that mock-up before you proceed with appointment number five. Now, up to now, appointment one to four were step one. Step one is, as I said, is your treatment planning phase where you're really doing treatment planning and you're avoiding any indirect or um, approach where you, invasive approach where you cannot go back. Okay, so you're, you're trying to avoid any irreversible damage to the teeth. So you're not taking crown out, you're not doing anything. Yes, you are going to assess the teeth, uh, which needs assessing anyway. Let's say if you've got caries, you're going to assess and you're going to do a core buildup. So you're going to do restoration on that tooth. You, if patient needs perio treatment, you're going to do that. So you're going to do the treatment which is necessary, but you're not going to do anything indirect. So you're not going to just change crowns. Um, assuming that patient's going to go ahead with the treatment. Because until mock-up, you won't know and patient won't know exactly what patient's going in for. And you won't know what you can give it to patient, like the aesthetic, phonetics, um, and the results wise. So I, I really, really try and make sure that until mock-up, I do not do anything irreversible, which made sure that the you know I, I want to keep the doors open for me and for patient because until now um, in these four appointments I get to see patient better more um, I get to pay, understand patient and I get to understand their needs their their expectations so I make sure that until appointment four I keep my doors open and at that point you can tell patient that look this is what I can give you if patient says look this is not acceptable then you can stop your treatment then you have not done anything irreversible apart from treating caries which was needing treatment anyway or treating perio or treating something baseline diseases so make sure that you have not done anything irreversible until appointment four now we are moving into step Two, which is anterior buildup and in this episode we are going to discuss about anterior buildups so once you both have agreed with the mock-up and you're happy with it you are then going to um, build your anterior teeth now this is I get questions asked all the time. Oh, I want to build posterior teeth. Um, so, so you know, some I get pay, uh, dentists sending me treatment plans, and many times they they the plan would be to raise the posterior OVD uh, to inc to a uh, appropriate OVD and then build the anterior teeth. Problem is, if you are raising posterior teeth and building posterior teeth first, your OVD is kind of locked. It's very difficult to adjust posterior teeth with the cusps and guidance and everything. So, you know, you and you're kind of stuck. Your, your aesthetic of the anterior teeth is now dictated by posterior teeth and you can't do much changes. Whereas if you build anterior teeth first, then 
what you can do is you it's very easy to adjust first of all because they're single surfaces also because they're away from tmj jaw gets relaxed more so when you build into your teeth your muscles gets relaxed jaw gets much more relaxed uh, because the forces are quite away from the tmj and um, if you want to reduce or increase ovd it's much easier and once you're happy with anterior buildup only then you move on with the posterior buildup so let's look at some of the techniques you can use to do anterior buildups of course these steps are for direct restorations but let's consider all the types of restoration you can use so first you can use a direct restoration you can build teeth directly using putty index method which we tend to use a lot of time for class 4 cavities which traditionally been taught where you take um, indices of your wax up and then you would make a palatal shelf and then once that's done you can then build the anterior buckle or in buckle surface freehand so you can use direct method using putty indices you can use clear indices which is uh, one of my favorite material I use called Exaclear. Exaclear is made by GC and it's brilliant material. Before that, I used to use Mamosil. Mamosil was a good material. The problem is it was bluish. It wasn't completely clear. And Exaclear is completely clear. So it's really good. You can see what's going on. You can cure it nicely. So that's my really go-to material for my stem technique for posterior teeth. And even for anterior teeth, when I'm building, doing posterior uh, palatal buildups, you can use injection molding or smile fast. I have a limited experience with these two techniques, so I, I can't really vouch for them, how good they are using for rare cases. But with regards to injection molding, I always vary about the material properties of these injectable materials also obviously gc material is gc injectable is one of the best material best flowable sort of injectable material i've, I've, I've seen but still i'm not 100 convinced yet about the properties and that can withstand the forces of proxism but yes injection molding is one of the option if you are doing some sort of a cosmetic treatment and it's much easier if you know exactly how to use them Again, smile fast technique uses it's 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 mainly used in UK and it uses um, heated composite in a an in index and then you really uh, build the teeth using one full block of composite heated composite. The other technique is indirect technique, so you can make composite palatal backing, which is indirect. You can use ceramic palatal backings using zirconia or Emacs. Um, material you can use gold palatal backing or you can even convert the whole tooth into crown so if you're building let's say palatally and if you're building buckley and incisely and there's interdental spaces you can easily convert that tooth into crown just make your life easy however when you do that you need to really be aware of differential wear so if you're doing upper anterior ceramic crown and you're doing lower anterior with composite buildups you need to understand that, that that material composite will wear a bit more quicker than if it's composite against composite. So you need to be aware of that. The other technique is direct indirect method. Because of the issue I just mentioned, you can do, a, and if patient wants porcelain in the anterior teeth, then what you can do is you can build the teeth palatally with composite and then you can do buckle porcelain veneer. In this way, you can avoid having issue of lower composite rubbing against upper porcelain it will be composite against composite and also you can have 
beauty of the buckle ceramics. So that's one of the one of the techniques you can use for cosmetically driven patients, where patient wants something cosmetically done. Now, I get asked question whether shall we do the composite build up everything in one go? Shall I start with the upper arch or the lower arch? So let's look at some of the questions I get asked. One question is, what if I can't build all the teeth in one go? How can I temporize posterior teeth? Which is a pain because if you just, let's say, have managed to build lower three to three and times run out or you'd got tired or patient got tired and now you need to build upper teeth but you don't have time, you can't leave patient like that for for a long time because otherwise the lower teeth will stick out you need to then temporize the posterior teeth then when patient comes back you need to remove all those temporaries and then start building upper teeth so it becomes a little bit of the little bit difficult job so what i would suggest is that you book two appointments next to each other so you book one day let's say monday afternoon you book appointment for lower buildup and tuesday morning you will book appointment for upper buildup so you have two appointments sort of next to each other as close as possible with break in between, which is longish break. And that's the one way to get over around it if you think that you can't manage to build all the teeth in one go. Um, I have done that a lot of times where I feel just I feel tired and I, I my aim is that if I'm if I feel tired during procedure, I don't carry on. And if I if I feel that from the beginning that I will feel tired, then I would just book appointment uh, like this. I will stagger them, but close to each other. So I don't have to worry about temporization. I'll just leave patient like that. I'll just tell them that, look, it'll feel weird. Uh, it's just for until next morning. Um, just persevere with it. Have a soft food or something. And then next, next day you build up the uppers. The other question I get asked is that, shall I build upper teeth first or lower teeth first? Now, we need to look at aesthetic point of view. When patient, when you are building, you're building lower incisal, maybe buccal areas, and then you're building upper palatal areas. Now, if the upper incisal edges are uneven, everyone will be able to see it aesthetically is a problem. However, if the upper palatal shells are uneven, it's not really a big issue because you can't really see as far as the occlusion is fine. So always build lower anteriors first so that when it comes to building upper anterior and you need to do some adjustment, you can adjust upper palatal shelves, palatal area, palatal buildup, and you don't touch the lower anteriors, uh, the incisal edges, because you've got them nice and straight and you want to keep it that way. So I always build lower anterior first and then upper upper uh, anteriors because of that reason and because if i need to adjust them i'll make sure i'll adjust the upper palatal surfaces not lower anterior areas because once i build the lower anterior i'll make sure they are straight and nice and you know aesthetically really good looking and then i can adjust the upper palatal as as the way i want the tip number two is that use wax up to shrink fit the remaining of the teeth which you haven't built up so let's say you have just you have just done a lower anterior and you, you don't have time to do upper anterior and basically you haven't uh, made that into account and you haven't booked patient again uh, next day then just use a wax up a shrink fit the composite onto those teeth like you did for mock-up and that works as well so make sure that you have done build up 
of upper and lower three to three at least to start with in appointment number five or as I said you can break that appointment into two appointments to make sure you finish that once you've done that what you can do now what you need to do is you need to preserve the posterior space which you created and there are two ways to preserve posterior space and stabilize patient's bite one of the way is to put some GIC stops at the back so you would put literally just squeeze some GIC on a mid occlusal surface of each area each teeth um, I start usually with the lower teeth and if usually when you're doing direct buildup then you you will have just enough space to put just on one arch GIC and ask patient to close and it will touch her upper teeth just make sure before you ask patient to close put some Vaseline on the upper teeth otherwise the GIC will get stuck to the upper teeth as well so once I've done my aesthetic base you know polished upper uh, upper and lower three to three composites patient happy i am happy i'll temporize posterior teeth using gic stops now this is my go-to method it's very quick also by end of the appointment i mean i'm always tired like after long appointments so i don't want to faff around and you know do a shrink fit of the composites now i would do that of my wax up for posterior support I will just put some GIC and, and, and make a stop like that way. But the other option you have of stabilizing posterior teeth is make an indices of your full mouth wax ups for posterior teeth. Put some crown and bridge material and put that onto the tooth and let it shrink fit. By this way, you are going to give patient an occlusion which you want to give them in your final restoration for the posterior teeth so you may have to adjust them a little bit because whenever you do shrink fit you know things they swell they shrink so you know you might have to adjust the bite a little bit but you shouldn't it shouldn't be too bad so once that's adjusted and once you made sure that you know the areas are cleansable um that's your posterior temporaries now i use that when i know that patients are not going to be back for some time and i want to give something more robust to patient so you can do that the problem happens is when you go for appointment number six and i will discuss that in a minute but appointment number five just to be clear you're doing upper and lower three to three anterior composite direct buildup you're starting with lower first and then you're doing upper teeth one way to measure whether you're going to do direct palatal veneers or indirect palatal veneers is my just a crude technique of assessing going direct versus indirect is considering the tooth is healthy and just worn down is if my restorations is beyond two millimeter 1.5 to 2 millimeter thick then i would consider indirect unless patient cannot afford indirect treatment in that case what i would do is when i'm building up i'll put some composite on the tooth put my indices so I'll, I'll put let's say a millimeter and a half composite on the tooth put my indices just make sure it's not beyond uh, the final contour take the indices out clean the excess up put the indices back again and cure and then i'll put more composite on the tooth and on into indices and squeeze the indices onto the tooth using stem method and i will build so this is how i build more than two millimeter of the block because i don't want to put more than two millimeter of thickness of composite and cure it in one go and that's why i do incremental but you also need to make sure your indices fit so you can check with indices before you cure it 
So now that you've done appointment five and now you have stabilized posterior teeth. And as I said, I do most of the time using GIC stops. So I would use GIC stops on the occlusal surface and on the mid occlusal surface. So I make sure the GIC does not go on the marginal ridges. It does not connect teeth. And, and the reason being that when you come for appointment number six, when patient attends appointment number six, you are going to do review and you're going to take impressions for second wax up. Now, this is a bit controversial because not everyone wants to do that. It's a little bit extra work and many people think that it's not necessary. However, if you are using stem technique for posterior buildup, then the second wax up, in my opinion, is very, very important because you're, you're now uh, you're going to take indices to use the stem technique in your appointment number seven and if you have done any adjustment to your anterior teeth, which in my experience, you will end up inevitably adjusting some of the anterior teeth, polishing by polishing, by just changing the shape a little bit, tidying things up. Your wax up for the posterior teeth, the first wax up for the posterior teeth may not be as accurate. Now, unless you are willing to adjust a lot of, or you're willing to adjust your final restoration, you don't need a second wax up. But in appointment number six, what I, I, I do usually, which is around one to two weeks after uh, my first buildup, is I assess patient's mouth, patients check whether the patient can speak properly, if there any sign of early breaking, wear, staining, anything with the, with the restoration. If I'm not happy, then I will put patient under maintenance for a bit longer, So, or, sorry, review for a bit longer. However, if I'm happy in two weeks' time and patient's happy, more importantly, then I would take him upper and lower impression and I'll take Facebook measurements and I will ask technician to do posterior wax up again because you are going to use that wax up for a stem technique for your posterior for your uh, appointment number seven which is a posterior buildup. So make sure that you assess the occlusion, you assess everything before you decide to go with impressions and Facebook and wax up for the posterior teeth. Now, I get get asked question all the time that how do you manage the once you build up the anterior teeth? How do you decide whether to use GIC stops or use you know shrink fit of the posterior shrink fit for the posterior teeth? And for me, if I think if I feel that I need pay, to put patient into review after appointment six for a longer period of time for whatever reason, then I would even in appointment six sometime, take those GIC stops out and I would use shrink fit of the of the wax up, first wax up for stabilizing posterior teeth. When you are doing that for long term, then what you can do is put some spot edge. So do some spot edge, mid occlusal of all the molars, posterior teeth and premolars, whichever teeth you're doing shrink fit acrylic on. And then you put shrink fit acrylic. Then you are going to remove all the all the excess material from the interproximal areas to make sure that the patient can use TP interdental brushes to clean in between teeth because now our aim is to stabilize the posterior occlusion for a little bit longer because for one reason or the other, um, we don't want to go ahead with the posterior buildup. Now, what those reasons could be, patient may come back and complain about the pain in their jaw or the muscles, or they can't open their mouth very well because of the spasm or trismus in the muscle. Patient have issue with speech. Uh, they can't talk very well. They're lisping a lot. They're spitting out. Patient doesn't like the aesthetic very well, but want to give a little bit longer time. You are not sure 
whether the occlusion is right for the anterior teeth or not. So there are multiple reasons why you may want to put a patient under a few months of observation. And if that's the case, then you need a bit more robust than just GIC stops. Although I've seen GIC stops lasting for longer, but they do wear down and then you may start losing posterior OVD. So these are the areas and one of the reasons which I meant, forgot to mention, which is non-clinical, is when patient cannot afford to have full month reconstruction. Now, if patient cannot afford to have full month reconstruction, but they they want something anteriorly done, then majority of dentists, what they do is they do dial technique. When when they do dial technique, they, the posterior teeth over it up and closes the space and it's quite cost effective way to restore anterior teeth and create space. The problem is that you've created space already. Now, if the posterior teeth needs onlays or indirect restoration or buildups, then by doing dial, you're actually losing that space and you're causing more problem in the future when patient needs restoration. So I would rather give patients some sort of a provisional like shrink fit mock-up for a few months until patient can have uh, finances sorted, then let the space close. So, you know, I would rather not compromise but delay the treatment than do a dial technique and let patient go and let that space close which is so valuable for us um, and then struggle in in the future because now you can't raise OVD anymore because you already raised OVD and you restore the anterior teeth now you can't make them even bigger to create posterior space so these are the reasons when I choose GIC stops versus posterior shrink fitted long term or sort of medium term um, mock-ups or, or indirect rest, um, temporaries. Now, the third option you have is indirect temporaries. So you could ask technician to make or mill CAD CAM posterior one block milled a piece using your wax up and you can literally bond that using normal bonding technique and, and just leave they're connected and just leave them as it is uh, for medium term posterior stabilizers and if you ask technician to sort of a mill one block uh, the cost of that is not 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 that much so you you will be able to give patients something for less cost a bit more temporary and you should be able to uh, you know then restore posterior bite later on so i hope you found this step two explanation of step two useful what we do in anterior and posterior anterior buildup and how we do that and how we stabilize posterior teeth once we have done anterior buildup in the next episode we are going to discuss about step three which is posterior buildup and maintenance of the teeth i hope you enjoyed today's episode <laughs>